Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. It's Kyle O'Reilly. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Hey, I'm Double J, Jeff Jarrett. I'm Rocky Asuka Romero. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk, home of Lou Gowen. Support Wrestle Talk, whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Lou Gowen is, quote the Raven. Nevermore. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it. Bro. But you really should support Wrestle Talk and you should follow them and subscribe right now. Ollie told me to say this, so I guess it's okay. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Make sure you watch and listen to Wrestle Talk. Or better yet, take just a moment, stop what you're doing, and bask in their glory. Do us all a favor and subscribe. Congratulations, you got here. Now subscribe and support. Thanks. We had all the Wyatt family members around the last half an hour, 45 minutes of cock last night. Oh, yeah. Cock is Clash of Champions, of course, the uh, acronym of it. And we had Rowan taking on Roman Reigns in one of the best matches of the night, I would say. Yeah, it was a good Smoke and Mirrors match. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Really enjoyed it. Not a, overall, just quickly, not a great show. A uh, yeah. lo- lot of boring, lagging, limp cock parts. I think its biggest problem was its finishes. Mm. The cocks could not finish. It's a problem with cocks sometimes. Sometimes it can be, You yeah. just want a big, spectacular finish. Big, big, big but flingy it just finish. Descend, but... Like it, it, so, some ended too early. Yeah. Some went on way too long and oh, it became yeah. quite painful. Yeah, actually it really was. Yeah, and I've, I, I think the premature ones were bad, but the really long-lasted cocks, they were super uh, yeah, just actually uncomfortable to watch. But I think we're all in agreement. One way to get a cock rock hard stiff is to introduce another guy into the equation. And that's what happened with Rowan and Roman Reigns. When, in the end of the match, it was an ODQ match, so this was all allowed, like in the bedroom, <laughs> an ODQ date night. Roman is going to have it won. They brawled all around the arena. Very fun match. Uh, the crowd did get out of it for a bit when Rowan was on top, but I think that was just heel working over Reigns. Yeah, I think what what the match needed to be was sort of the big... Spe- like, they just need to be doing all brawling all the time. So when they were brawling around ringside, the crowd were massively into it. Like, when Rowan did that big charging, like, crossbody and just completely wiped him out, it was as stiff as a cock, you might say. And, like, that was... Really, really awesome. But then when they'd get back into the ring and it'd be like just some slams and some, not so much, they didn't really do any rest holds, but it just like, that's when the crowd started to dip out of it. Because what they wanted to see was all the brawling around ringside in the no DQ format. And they got that. So maybe you just shave five minutes off of this match, tighten it up a bit more and just make it about those big spots. Roman Reigns got put through the announcer's table with a powerbomb. That was really good. He got put through another table with a MacBook Pro on. 
I mean, they're thin, so it doesn't hurt that much when you fall on them. They break like wafers. But the cost implications oh, okay. are not cheap. We're <laughs> giving a pyro for all this. Uh, with, with like a claw sound, I think that was. And then they brawl up to the stage area. The, is the, the jib, the big camera crane arm gets involved, just like the go-home angle on the Tuesday episode of SmackDown. So that was nicely interwoven in. Roman starts using that on Rowan. Rowan walks down the ramp. Roman's at the top. It's very hard to say those names so closely together quite a lot. He does the ooh starts the running reins. But then, in a great piece of camera work, <clears throat> this boot just takes him out from out of nowhere. And we all thought, oh, Rowan hit him with a boot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's, oh, wow. Yeah. I'm surprised Roman didn't see that coming. Yeah. Because that's what he was charging <laughs> directly at. But then the camera comes back a bit and reveals it's Luke Harper. That is, I mean, like, we say shock surprise, shock return a lot here. That genuinely is one that caught me completely out of left field. No one was reporting it. In fact, most of the reports, when this question gets brought up with Mike Johnson's and Dave Meltzer's is, oh, yeah, he's never coming back. Yeah, he's very much done because they're just going to set out the rest of his contract. Vince McMahon reportedly didn't like a match that he had with EC3 after WrestleMania cancelled all the creative plans they had for him and he hasn't been seen since since wrestlemania yeah he publicly asked for his release on twitter and then they didn't grant it that's like that's awkward yeah <laughs> that is awkward that's that's a man who then does not want to show up to work yeah i want to break up with you we're still living together for now and they're like no yeah uh, <laughs> oh um okay so you want me to live here still yeah yeah i guess so you, but you can rent. leave in april if you want mm-hmm uh, so, yeah, when the tenants is up. <laughs> so that is, you know, that, well, well, I just assumed we're not going to see Harper again. The next time we see him will probably be an AEW come May. A and double or nothing. Aside from that as well, because during all the, the chats we did for the live stream yesterday, a lot of people were saying Harper needs to come in and, quote, save this match or, quote, save this angle. But my thinking about that, uh, around that was that well, that doesn't really make a lot of storyline sense because Rowan's whole deal has been... I'm now on my own, I'm doing things for myself, and now he's just tagging again. Yeah, I've been under Bray Wyatt's control, I've been under the, Daniel Bryan's been under control. under Harper's control. Yeah, and now you're going to see me as the master manipulator, mastermind I truly am, and he, he cuts that promo, and, a, well, not even a week later... He's, he's got a mate he's, again. He's got a tag team partner again. And that, I mean, there are ways you can book round that and explain it. Well, you know, he's my equal or maybe Harper's a follower of Rowan now. That's, it's not something I want to see, but it's it's I, a thing you could do. Harper smells, Harper screams leader to Harper me. Harper smells like a leader. He smells like a leader. <laughs> he smells like a leading cock. <laughs> and yeah, so now, and they, they, Rowan beats Roman Reigns. You know, out of, whether you agree with, what they're going to do with Harper next. I think we can all say it was, it was very exciting. Oh, so exciting. And, hey, a new star. WWE are getting behind someone, and they're pushing him, and he beat Roman. Granted, it wasn't clean, but technically, within the confines of the match, it was perfectly legal. It was all within the rules. Very strong. I'm happy what they're doing with Rowan. Yeah, he's totally. not. He's not the guy I would have chosen, but I'm happy they're doing something like this. Hey, man, you and I said, I wish it was Harper. I wish it was Harper in this Roman position. We've kind of got Harper in this Roman position now. He's, you know, adjacent to it. I just hope he doesn't get Buddy Murphy or Samoa Joe in this storyline mm. and just gets dropped after a, a couple of weeks and he just goes back to being... But I, I've got to figure now that this is going to be leading to Roman and Brian versus Harper and Rowan. 
there's there's quite a few ways you could go with this. Brian could then be revealed as still with them. You could do Brian, Harper, and Rowan against Roman and the Usos. Mm. Haven't seen the Usos for a while. So it's, there's lots of equally good, interesting ways you can take this dynamic going forward. So I'm excited. Yeah. And that you know after quite a limp cock throughout the entire evening, this was you know real stiff. It was a stiff moment. End, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it wasn't even the last match because the, the right finish at the right time. Mm, originally, this was reportedly going to main event. Mm. That's right. The only non-title match was going to main event. A, tie, a, a pay-per-view themed entirely around championships being defended. And that's why they were going to do the big Harper return there, because that's almost the big closing angle that you end the show on. And so apparently that was on the running order for the last couple of weeks. It was going to go on last. Yeah, that's the WrestleVotes report. That was in place for weeks, they said. And then Dave Meltzer has said on today's Western Observer oh, that actually Harper was only contacted on Friday. Wow. Back. That doesn't mean, you know, that they, they might have just had it planned internally and then only gave him the call on Friday. Yeah. So that, that doesn't negate one or the other, but it's just an interesting insight into whether this actually could be a last minute thing. Mm. Um, because, sure, Harper return is a big surprise, but also... It's Roman, it, but it could have like it could have been Brian. <coughs> yeah. They could have always planned it to be Brian as the person that comes down and attacks people, which a lot of people theorise in the comments that we've had and the super chats that we've had that Brian is still going to be revealed as the true mastermind behind this, and it's all just been this big ploy. So it could have always been that Brian was in that place, but they thought actually let's swerve the crowd. We'll get Harper in there as well. I mean, let's be honest, they've been making it up as they go along anyway. We may as well just add more stuff to it. Or, and this is wild speculation here. Just seeing how all these little pieces are, are strangely aligning. You've got Harper and Rowan back together. It feels so good. Then you had Braun Strowman fighting for the Universal title afterwards in a not very well told story with Seth Rollins and imploding tag teams. Seth Rollins beat him quite, you know, decisively by the end with Triple H's finisher. <laughs> and then Seth Rollins was attacked by the Fiend on the ramp as the show went off air, brilliantly, after the copyright logo appeared. They yeah. totally NXT'd us. Oh, yeah, they NXT'd the heckins out of it. We were both like, oh, well, that's the end of the show. There's the copyright logo. This is a main roster. This ain't no NXT. Click the videos that have just <laughs> appeared on the desk below. Oh, no. Yeah. But then, all of a sudden, ween, ween, the music kicks in. Bri, bri, bri. Bray Wyatt appears up on the stage, the fiend, gives him the sister Abigail, and then gives him the mandible claw. Um... Yeah, it was very, very cool angle. Very, very effective. Fiend looked awesome. We got a massive reaction from the crowd as well. And the commentator seemed very surprised by all this, despite the fact that Bray Wyatt spent the last two weeks saying, I'm going to face one of them. I'm going to face the winner at Hell in a Cell. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think the Firefly Funhouse might be something only we can see. <laughs> it's like a Ultimate it's Warrior. It's Warrior in the, yeah, in in the, the mirror. mirror. Uh, but the, now, of course, you've got Harper and Rowan in the match before. You had Braun in that match. And then you have Bray Wyatt closing the show, which for me is the right decision. Luke Harper coming back was excellent, but The Fiend is the money right now. It's the hottest thing. Good angle to close on and the right choice, yeah. I think. I don't know how you do it, but could this be a Wyatt family reunion? I hope not. I love the Wyatt family. Yes. Love, love, love the Wyatt family. Massive, massive mark for them. They had a bit of a tumultuous time at times on the main roster, were booked into oblivion by the end of it. We were like, oh, I hope this team does split up, actually. And I thought that they, they really mishandled the 
uh, Viper and the family storyline oh, by yeah. not having any involvement with Harper by the end of it, and he just sort of like just got forgotten about basically, and just it all sort of fell apart at the seams. It started off really, really well, but it just had a bit of a limp finish. Um, but at this point, when I look at this new version of Bray Wyatt and the Fiend, it doesn't scream cult leader to me. Mm. It doesn't scream I have a group of followers. He seems to be very much on his own. It's a very much insular thing. It's an, he's got multiple personalities, but they're all his own. And like, so he's got his group of people. Like his following group is his own fractured psyche. I don't think he then needs Harper, Rowan, and Braun to be his muscle because he's the fiend. <laughs> I totally agree. It's an internal gimmick. Yeah. Whereas Bray Wyatt previously was very much an external Absolutely, influencer yeah. in getting those. Yeah, those sort of extensions of himself, but like you say now, he's more interior, and the extension of himself is the fiend, yeah. as opposed to Harper, Rowan, and Braun. But that's not that's not to say that they couldn't make it work. I don't think it's a you know, especially with Survivor Series coming up, it, and it it certainly may be something to explore a year down the line. And if you wanted to do the traditional five on five Survivor Series match, there is always that missing fifth Wyatt family member. Daniel Bryan. Oh, I thought you were going to say Sister Abigail. Uh, <laughs> I mean, quite, but yeah. I was going to say, uh, yeah, Daniel Bryan when he was Daniel White for a bit. Mm. So, uh, all in all, a very good last two matches and angles. Yes. That, that is like whole packages. We'll talk about the Seth Braun main event at the end of the show. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Uh, 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 uh. 
But first, let's check in with the Wrestle League standings. Of course, if you're unfamiliar with Wrestle League, it's the competition, the predictions league that we have running from Big Four pay per views. Mm-hmm. So, this current season, which is season three, runs from SummerSlam to Survivor Series. Every WWE, AEW, New Japan, NXT major pay per views, uh, we all pitch in and predictions on, as well as $5 and above pledge hammers. We've got about, well, over to Randy Andy Datsum with more. How many people we got in the league? Uh, we have... Actually, I need to turn my mic There we go. Um, we have about 800 people in the league at the wow. moment. Wow. Um, some people do it every single time. Some people do it once or twice a season. But uh, overall, we kind of get about 800 people in there. Mm. So. Good number. Um, but yes, it was a very good day to be Luke Owen yesterday and a very bad day to be Pete Quinnell. Um, no change there. So <laughs> Luke started the day five points behind Lloyd Blake, who um, was way above everyone else on 20 points. Um, Pete was on 16, Luke was on 15. Luke is now on 25 points, having got 10 out of 12 correct last night. Pete got six, um, (laughs) which, to be fair, I got seven, so I can't really say a lot, but thankfully I was so far ahead of them that it doesn't really matter. Um, But yeah, Pete is now three points behind Luke and last, and is looking likely to be doing the punishment video in a few weeks. Well, we've still got Hell in a Cell, yep. Full Gear. Bound for Glory. Bound for Glory. No Full Gears after. Oh, no, it is before. And Survivor, Survivor Series, yeah. series yeah, yeah. to go. So there's still plenty to, pay, to, plenty to and play war games. for. And War Games, of course. So still, we're not even halfway through Season 3 Absolutely yet. not. I am not safe uh, by any means. Uh, my aim for this season was to just not come last. Mm-hmm. Um, after a... Awful after run after form. awful run of form in seasons two and three, really, um, and actually kind of a lot of season one. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of uh, I had a good day yesterday, mm. a good evening. Ten out of twelve. What was the one I got wrong? Uh, you got let's have a quick probably the t- so the twenty four seven title. I got that wrong. I got the bonus question yeah. wrong. Uh, you went for New Day. Oh, that's uh, right. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but overall, uh, the fan predictions are currently being calculated, so I'll have that up later. But uh, in the office, it's Laurie on 29, Ollie on 27, me on 26, Luke 25, and Pete 22. Oh, oh. Chopper, chopper, chopper. Chopping what about the, the, the any any standouts of the fans? There was. Gabriel Jones uh, was the only person out of about, I think it was 575 who did the predictions for Cock. Uh, got 12 out of 12. Whoa! Oh, congratulations to you, Gabriel Jones. One in almost 600. Yeah. And on the other end well of the scale, done. O to the B and Robert Hayes, I don't know what you were doing, but you managed to get three out of 12, which is actually lower than Phil Stopford, who is the person who actively tries to do badly <laughs> in predictions. Um, yeah, and speaking of cock, you can imagine there have been a lot of jokes about that in the Super Chats. Excellent. Well, let's get on with some su- su- Super we Chats. We will. We'll start with the uh, topic in hand uh, with Tim Arndt said, cock I know you guys hand, don't it? care You've much. You've got cock in hand, have you? Always. <laughs> I know you guys don't care much, but I wanted to say I liked Harper's shirt more than Rowan's last night. Oh, controversial. I can't, I can't remember what I, I don't it know. was. No, I don't know. Didn't it say like Viking? It was Viking life or something. It was a metal Viking band. experience. Right. Right. Yeah, it was another. <laughs> it was like basically their gimmick now is they wear metal band T-shirts that mm. they like. 
Bradley Fetzer says, I've heard rumours about Liv Morgan coming back as Sister Abigail. What do you guys think? Also, keep up the great... I haven't heard that. I think he may have just seen it on Twitter. Okay. Yeah, that could be speculation. That sounds like a Speculation is different to rumours. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I don't think that's right. There is talk they've kept her off live events mm. because they want to repackage her for some reason. Whatever yeah. that is. But uh, the shower lurker... <laughs> Jacob Bates. It is... Uh, actually, I should have put this... I'll put this in the next one because um, these are all cock jokes. Um, <laughs> Vactors V says, What if Becky makes a special guest appearance on the Funhouse as a way for the Fiend to psychologically get into Seth's head? Uh, only as a puppet. Yes. Um, but the the Bray's Firefly Funhouse world should only be Bray and his puppets. Yeah, until, completely. like, you know, you, you completely trash the set or something. My worry is when people get down there, it'll be like when Hulk Hogan went to the Dungeon of Doom. Oh. <laughs> There's no Hulkamaniacs here. There's the water. It's not hot. <laughs> Uh, Stevie Ray says, "Let's get the fiend. Let's so sorry. Let's say the fiend wins a Hell in a Cell. Who would you be most excited to see him face? Demon versus fiend for the strap at WrestleMania. Hope you enjoyed cock. I always enjoy cock. The I I want to see Braun and Bray. I don't know how they book it because they're not very good at booking Strowman in title matches. But there's he's, there's he's a lot had, of context there. I, I believe I saw today he's had nine attempts at title matches and has lost all nine of them. Yeah, yeah." That's not good. That's a terrible running around. That's like me in predictions. Hmm. Iron Monkey 75 says, If The Fiend wins at Hell in a Cell, should he just leave the title in the ring, as in beating Rollins means more than the title, so they don't overbook him? No, we were talking about this yesterday on the live stream. My, my feeling towards that idea is that it, The Fiend's the hottest character at the moment. He's the character that everyone really likes. So him giving up the title makes the title look a bit rubbish. So anyone going after that title then just looks rubbish as well because the, the guy that we really like doesn't want that thing. So why should I care about these guys going after that thing? Totally. And last one for now is Jobber JJ to say, I don't think we're getting the whole Wyatt family, but could Strowman join Harper and Rowan and feud with the club? Strowman has beef with the OC. Yeah, I mean, I guess it all depends what happens in the draft. Who ends up where? Mm. Uh, Strowman, do we want another heel turn for Strowman? Yeah. Well, it feels like he needs it, but at the same time, it's been too many. I just think as well that, again, with this sort of Wyatt family reunion stuff, they all just feel very disparate. Mm. Like, Har Harper and Rowan make sense together because since the Wyatt family split, they have been together as, as the Bludgeon Brothers. And Braun's been doing off it, as Braun has been off doing his own thing, and Wyatt's been off doing his own thing. So they've all felt like very separate characters. To then just bring these disparate souls together, which would be like, it's just a bit weird and random. Souls. Right, so the, uh, the, the pay-per-view from top to bottom, the pre-show began with the three-way for the Cruiserweight title, Lindsay Dorado versus Humberto Carrillo. 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 <laughs> and Drew Gulak. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it was Lucha. And Drew trying to stop the Lucha. And... It was fine. It was it was good. Good, good in ring stuff. Yeah. Um. The 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 finishes could have been really good. I think it was building to a nice crescendo, but there just seemed to be a few mistimed spots between uh, Humberto and Lince. I'm not going to say his last name again. <laughs> and that kind of took a bit of the pace out of what could have been a, a nice crescendo. Yeah, because Carrillo essentially did his finish, but essentially missed it 
And then Drew Gulak got in and repeated the Baron Corbin finish from uh, Raw to win the semifinals of the King of the Ring. And then went to do like a German suplex roll-up. But because Dorado's shoulders weren't fully down, the referee was like, no, 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 shoulders aren't down. So he had to sort of shift his weight and stuff. So Dorado was down for about an hour mm. before they eventually pinned him. Yeah, I did, I did like Drew winning with a... A roll-up. A, a roll-up. A, a hold. Yeah, well, it was a, it was a, a bridge. Yeah. A back bridge. I don't, know, don't actually know what, what it's called because I've never actually seen someone <laughs> win with that before. Uh, so that was good. Um, but yeah, unfor- a good match, unfortunately, just let down a little bit by some communication issues or just some slightly missed spots. Speaking of communication issues, this felt like communications issues within the writer's room. Uh, AJ Styles versus Cedric mm. Alexander. What the hell happened here? Meltzer and Alvarez speculated that this is just Vince giving up completely on Cedric Alexander. Oh, dearie me. And uh, that's what we said when we saw it. So AJ and Cedric for the US title, granted, it was only set up this week, but that's what one of the most in-ring anticipated matches of the night. Oh, yeah. Alexander has been getting a nice steady push over the recent month on Raw. I know he had that sort of weird thing uh, back in July. Yeah. But, you know, he got, he got a he few had the moments big dive. since. Yeah, he got oh, a big he had some, dive. Oh, some really good moments. Like, he's, he's been in around the main event scene angles, and he's, he has been getting a rub off it. And I really enjoyed his King of the Ring match as mm. well. Really thought, and some it. of the stuff he did with Drew was really good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the... So he's going to face... Probably like the best act in the company, apart from the fiend for my money, AJ Styles and the OC. Yeah. So, but it gets moved to the pre-show, and the way these two guys started the match, it was like, yeah, all right, we're on the pre-show, are we? Yeah. Because you want to do something with the women's tag belts and the twenty-four-seven title. Well, we're going to show you that was a mistake. We're going to have a a barn burner here. Yeah, still the show. Started off so hot. Cedric Alexander, big move, big move. AJ Styles, brain buster on the apron. Styles clash outside. I'm like, holy moly, we're two minutes in. It started at 100 miles an hour. I'm all, and I even said, you know, some matches when you're just like, yes, I'm in love. I, I love this match. Oh, yeah. And then AJ rolled Cedric into the ring, pinned him, but then brought his shoulder up at the last count. So Und- like, Undertaker style, like sort of that 2000 period where, he, like as Kevin Mahan would say on the Edge of Your Podcast, oh no, I'm going to school you. <laughs> I'm not finished with you. Exactly. I want to beat you up some more, which Mm. usually then is sort of like the undoing of the person who has become cocky and arrogant and the other person gets a shock roll up win or something along those lines. But no, AJ just beat him up some more, hit the phenomenal forearm and another Styles Clash and won. Cedric looked proper rubbish. And it wasn't done there. Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson then came down and all three of them beat up Cedric and Cedric got no shine back off of it. He was just, I mean, like... He was beaten like the dog that he dreams about. I don't want to say squashed, because squash became such an overused term a few years ago. But this was, or a burial, but this was as close to a burial you can get without it being a full burial. Because Cedric did get a bit at the start, and it is against AJ. But, like, I don't know how you can... This just seemed like... The, the creative team saying, oh, yeah, we've just decided to completely give up on you, Cedric. And in the process of doing that, we're going to completely take away all your momentum. And if you want to make the argument that, like, oh, it just builds up Cedric to make the big comeback on Raw and, and get another showing. But AJ won so convincingly that it's hard no, to buy into Cedric no. as a contender. 
Yeah, so that, a real, real shame. Yeah, it really and was. It, it, like, there's there's a couple of bad finishes on this show, limp finishes, and that's annoying. Mm-hmm. But this is actually the worst finish. Yep. Because it it semi kills off a wrestler who's got an enormous amount of promise and who people were genuinely into. Well, yeah, it was in it was front of his hometown crowd. God, I forgot about that as well. So it could have been a big hometown moment to get the big comeback. Like, if you'd have done the AJ finish, which I wouldn't have agreed with anyway, and then he overcame all three of them and stood tall at the end to get that hometown pop, at least you could have said, like, well, you know, he got the hometown, got the hometown pop and they had the big, nice moment at the end of it. They didn't even get that. It's just, I guess he just, it's the audacity for wrestling in his hometown. Mm. This was the worst thing on the show by, by a, a considerable margin. Unforgivable, Yeah, I, I thought. Uh, The main card started with Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman defending their Raw Tag Team titles against Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler. Robert Roode. Yeah. Mr. Roode. (laughs) The Roodster. And yeah, it was the standard WWE tag match. Was fun. Uh, Nothing really to separate it from an episode of Raw, I'd say. No. It didn't feel like a pay-per-view caliber match. Or a a pay-per-view opener. No. Uh, But it it had, had its moments. What was the... It was, and it was a standard template. Rollins gets worked over. Braun comes in, runs around everyone. Now, what, where this sort of missed an opportunity, as fun as it was, was this was supposed to be the start of building the tension for the main event where Braun and Seth would fight over the Universal title. Nothing played into that. The, the Braun collided with Seth. No, you- Braun bumped into Bobby Roode, which <clears throat> hit Seth. Yeah. And that led to Seth getting hit by the glorious DDT to lose. And then Braun just sulked, looked upset, and walked backstage and then told Charlie Caruso, Seth's going to get these hands. Where was the power slam after the match? Where was, you know, working over Rollins or Rollins trying to get something in on Braun before their match later on, like an actual scuffle, a confrontation, to build some interest in the actual feud? Because, like, you need conflict for wrestling feuds. And this, this, some might say, and this was really lacking that. Yeah, totally. I yeah, I, that was the missed opportunity for me. The match was what it was. It was perfectly fine. Um, but yeah, just the fact that I, I I was one of those people that was really singing the praises of this just a few weeks ago when they won the tag titles because I said it's the perfect time to do it to do the warring tag partners who are also fighting for the the, the same title. Because we're leading up to Clash of Champions. They're going to have to defend those belts on the same show. What's going to happen there? Turns out, nothing. Yeah. And that, and that, for me, is a massively missed opportunity. A missed opportunity and one that negatively impacts, because the ultimate losers here are Gallows and Anderson. Oh, yeah, that's They true. lost those titles, and we thought, oh, yeah, but they'll win them back at Clash of Champions, and they'll look great off of it. That's fine. But they didn't. They just got lost in the shuffle, and Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler were Robert thrown Roode. together. And now they're the tag team champions. Yeah. Uh, and they've been together for a hot second. Well, they did run through the more or less the entire tag division, though. So not good. Uh, the tag division looks rubbish coming out of it. And, you know, like, what was it for? Like, if you're going to completely make the if you're going to make the tag division look like a, just a bit of filler for another feud, at least try and give the tag division the rub. And it totally didn't happen. No. Then we got Charlotte versus Bailey after Becky had a, a brief promo backstage where she awkwardly name dropped Seth. That was awkward. Yeah. She was like, me and Seth will still be the champions at the end of the night. Uh, we got Charlotte versus Bailey. Bailey got a, a, a kind of hometown pop. Because no, Charlotte got a hometown Charlotte pop. Charlotte got a hometown pop because she's from Charlotte where this was. 
And then Bailey got a nice bit of heat because she's not from Charlotte, I imagine. Yep. And then Charlotte was a baby face. Do you know how long this match went? Four minutes? Three minutes, 45 seconds. Oh, that's close. Charlotte beat up Bailey for the entire time. Yeah. <clears throat> and then Bailey just pulled Charlotte into an exposed turnbuckle, got the pin, and then ra- brilliantly ran away with the title. Yeah. I like, I really like the finish. Um, but the rest of it, I was just a bit, eh. I mean, you seem surprised that Charlotte was wrestling as a babyface, considering she is now a babyface. Yeah, maybe that's why I came, <laughs> uh, like, I wasn't too high on this. Yeah. She's just such a natural heel. So, you think she is? I mean, I figured she is now. I don't know. Mm. But I thought she was. I'm all for Shades of Grey, but this isn't, this isn't intriguing Shades of Grey. No. No. Uh, then we got the Revival versus New Day, which was a, a very good match. Yes, yeah, very, very good. And you know what? Had a good finish. It was just badly done. Yeah. And it was a shame as well because this was another uh, feud that could have had a really hot go-home mm. angle leading into it. But it didn't. They just opted. I don't know why they just opted not to do it on SmackDown. So then on the kickoff show for Cock, they had Big E and Kofi Kingston cutting a promo to Charlie Caruso, like being interviewed with Charlie Caruso sort of like, you know, off camera. And she's like, oh, we've heard that Xavier Woods isn't going to be here tonight. And then Xavier Woods off camera goes, whoa, whoa, whoa there, Charlie. Pans up. He was there the whole time. And Charlie's like, whoa, you're here. I'm like, you sure? You must have seen him. Yeah. It's, and, and like you could have had all those guys involved in that big Randy, Kofi, MSG, all go home six angle. of them, yeah. And it would have made so much more interest in this match, giving it a lot more heat going in. Because otherwise, nothing. the storyline was the revival injured them and then they just were there. Mm. But <laughs> they didn't make a comeback. They didn't make a big return. They were just there. They showed up for work. That's a pop. <laughs> There's a pop there. And you didn't take the pop. You no. took the non-pop option. Why would you ever take the non-pop option? I don't know. Uh, but before, because there was no real stuff to make a video package of, before this match, they did a recap of Shane McMahon firing Kevin Owens. Now, we'll come on to that later. But surely Becky should be fired at this point, right? Why? Oh, she's because struck she's a, struck an official. They did say she's been fined the same <laughs> amount... 10,000 that are... 100,000 for Owens it was. Oh, was it? But that was an inflated amount by Shane, I oh, guess. I see. It's all lame, yeah. uh, whatever it is. So the Revival versus New Day, I actually really loved the in-ring storytelling here. But, you know, surprise, surprise, it's the Revival and New Day, where it was essentially Xavier is wants revenge, he's really going for the Revival, and the Revival were just going for his injured knee. Xavier knows they're going to go for his injured knee, so he's constantly dodging those attacks and coming back at them. But then the Revival overcome him, they beat him up. Uh, an awesome flying clothesline on Big E off the apron, just flat back bump to the outside from yeah. Dash Wilder. Looked brutal. And sort of brutal. That shadow machine on the outside where they took all of Biggie's weight down onto his knees, onto the, you know, onto the padding outside. Boof, that looked rough as heck. Yeah, so they, I think they took out, did they take out Xavier? They did, And then did, it was yeah. a two-on-one on Biggie. Yeah. And it was, you know, it was really good. I, I, I enjoyed this tremendously. And then they, like you said, took out Big E completely with the shadow machine on the outside. They go for, for Xavier they hit a shatter machine on him yeah and they could go for the pin and scott dawson goes no you know what let's make him tap instead in the figure four 
course, this is Flair Country, North Carolina. I thought, great idea. Great idea. What a healy, dastardly thing to do. Perfectly fit into the Revival's gimmick, and they force Xavier to tap. But weirdly, when they, when Scott Dawson originally went for the pin, and then did the sort of facial storytelling of, no, let's make him tap out instead, it just didn't come across, across clearly enough, and the crowd didn't react the way Yeah, the crowd intended. just died off after the Shadow Machine, and then so the tap out didn't get as big of a pop as it probably should have done. And for the home audience, it really was not helped by the fact that Corey Graves, the heel commentator, mm. is calling the heel tag teams idiots for not getting the pin. If you, and the commentators know what the finish is. So surely Corey should be there going like, well, he, they want to inflict all the mm. punishment. They should be telling the story... Corey should be telling it from a heel perspective, being like, what an awesome thing this is. They're the best tag team on the planet, this and the other. Instead, he's going like, they're a bunch of morons. Why aren't <laughs> yeah. they getting the pin? This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. These guys are morons. So it makes them just look like complete dolts. Sounds like Charlie Caruso was on commentary. <laughs> the, he was feeding him lines. Yeah. The problem was, is it, it was a great idea. Honestly, I really like it. But it came off like a miscommunication as opposed to an intended yeah. plan. Uh, but, you know, new uh, SmackDown Tag Team Champions with the Revival. They're all guys. What does it matter? Because WWE confirmed the news, well, early in the day, but also on this pay-per-view, there will be a draft uh, the week after SmackDown goes to Fox. Yes. So, who cares? Uh, and it got some good... Revival cut a promo afterwards saying how Randy's going to be the champion later on. It's got some great heat from the crowd. I felt... <laughs> I felt sorry for the Revival as well because they've got new gear to represent their new team with Randy Orton. Like They've got the Viper on there and they're the sort of like two pit bulls alongside him. They've got Randy Orton style jacket hoodies to wear alongside. Him. And I'm like, oh man, they're going to be like a proper three-person unit. And then Randy, Randy came out later with narrow reference to the Revival. So it very much felt like, hey, we're, we're friends, right? Yeah, look, yeah. look at my new jacket. Which, and Randy's like, like, don't care. And Scott, I mean, so that's legacy then. <laughs> Uh, Alexa Bliss is then backstage. She's dressed as Harley Quinn. You nearly lost your goddamn <sighs> mind. <laughs> I like a cosplay. What can I say? Uh, and then the boom comes into shot as Nikki Cross is cutting the promo. It was quite a good promo as well. Uh, but no, that had to be undermined. And it's our truth operating the boom. It's 24-7 stuff. Carmella broke character right away. Like, just corpsed instantaneously because R-Truth has always confused Alexa Bliss with Carmella and so he said sorry to interrupt your promo there Carmella and met the actual Mella just started laughing I I don't think it's breaking or corpsing I think there's been a backstage direction to tell Carmella to laugh at whatever R-Truth yeah. does yeah I and you know he's a funny guy he's a funny guy I think it would be funnier if Carmella wasn't guffawing I think they think it's funnier if someone is laughing um, to let the audience it doesn't, come, it doesn't come across as naturalistic to me. no so I, I find it quite off-putting and then Alexa is just like oh it's okay Truth and she grabs the boom mic she's like attention Truth is on the set Truth is on the set as if it as you said as if it was a Tannoy announcement but if you're watching the TV and you can hear what Alexa Bliss said, you know Truth is there because you've just seen him. And heard him yeah. on, on the boom mic yeah. that he just spoke into. It didn't, it didn't work logically. No. And then all the 24-7 people run in. Uh, and then this fed into the match, Fire and Desire versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross for the women's tag team titles. It was a nothing match. Then the 24-7 title stuff happened in the middle of that. 
Alexa tried to roll up Truth. Truth ran off through the crowd. That was it for the, the 24-7 title. We were predicting like maybe 9, 10, 11 title changes. There were zero. Yeah. It just it just seems like WWE have lost interest. Completely. In, this was like the WWE's lost interest section of the show. <laughs> yeah. With both the 24-7 title and the women's tag belts. And the, as soon as the 24-7 title stuff was done with, though, this match turned out to be quite okay. Yeah. And that's thanks to Nikki Cross and Sonya Deville. Oh, yeah. Sonya Deville is so, so good. Mm. We said during the live stream, she deserves so much better than what she gets in this company because she's just been saddled with this tag team gimmick that has never gotten over. And she's always just playing second field to Mandy Rose, even though she is so much and I'm, and that's nothing against Mandy Rose because I think Mandy Rose is very good as well but Sonya's so much better yeah she should be a single star on her own we should be having Asuka versus Sonya Deville matches on okay. pay-per-view totally but we're not getting that because both of them are just stuck in these crap tag teams that the company don't care about um and I, I think Nikki Cross as well. Oh, Nikki, like, yeah, yeah, if, yeah, if her absolutely. character wasn't undermined, yes. she could have been a really good player in the women's division. But yeah. now she's also second fiddle. This storyline has been very poor. Uh, Cross won the match, uh, pinning pinning Son. Oh no, she pinned uh, Mandy, which mm. is kind of a nice tie-up to, to an awfully told story because it was Mandy who called Cross ugly. But she pinned her on SmackDown. Uh, I don't know. Then we got Nakamura versus Miz. Uh, Sami Zayn was brilliantly still selling his neck from the Undertaker choke slam on Tuesday. Yeah, we got a replay of the Undertaker incident, which made him look like the biggest star in this match, which he's not a part of. There were so many SmackDown video packages that had very little to do with the actual yeah. match that was happening next. Uh, and this was... So Sami was doing commentary on Miz's bad stuff at the start and then the mic got cut that was quite entertaining and they, they pulled the plug at the right time otherwise it would have become overbearing but the big takeaway for this for me Nakamura is so enjoyable to watch like I was watching him I thought god those kicks are good man he's selling was really good there oh I like that move and then I just thought it's because I haven't seen Nakamura wrestle a proper match for months yeah how is he so underused as the Intercontinental Champion? It's, it's another belt that the company doesn't care about. There are too many belts on this main roster, and they've only got enough time to really focus on a handful of them. And so titles like this just get completely forgotten about. Yeah. It's the curse of the Intercontinental title, it seems to be, for the last couple of years, because Nakamura's got absolutely nout out of it. I can't even remember who he beat for it. Rusev? No. no. Who? Was it Finn? Oh, it was... I couldn't even tell what, you when. when? <laughs> uh, okay. Was it at WrestleMania? Um, so this this was good. Miz, Miz did his side of the bargain with sort of the more sports entertainment stuff. It was actually quite nicely booked in the end with Sammy kept on interfering. There was a visual pin in there. Uh, we've got the, the details. Shinsuke Nakamura beat Finn Balor at Extreme Rules ah. 2019. Cool. What was the stipulation? Uh, it was a wrestling match. Nice. Yes. Extreme Rules. <laughs> Uh, and uh, Miz nearly got, yeah, nearly won with a skull-crushing finale, but Nakamura hit the Kinshasa for the win. Yeah, Sammy was distracting the referee, diving into the ring, uh, this and the other. So the Miz you know, was protected within the loss. He feels like a throwback act. I don't think he belongs in this new era of WWE, personally, uh, for me. He just sort of feels like a bit too old school. It feels like that sort of 2005 era of WWE that the company has moved well past beyond. He's a good character. 
I just don't think he should be in these sorts of high-profile matches when they've got guys like Andrade and Ali and Cedric Alexander, who deserves better, and like uh, Buddy Murphy and all these other guys. Alistair Black. You could like list off ten people before you get to Miz. I agree, but only with Miz as a babyface. I think if he's heel, it's a totally different equation, and that sort of weak offense that he has suits the character yeah, a totally. lot more and then you can have a baby face badass Alistair Black going against the heel intercontinental champion Miz I think that fits perfectly for current day WWE yeah you made the point on the live stream last night that for years we've been told his offense is rubbish and it's weak and that's part of his character but now we're supposed to believe that it's good yeah. because he's a baby face doesn't work uh, then we got the two night draft announcement and then we got Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks, which could have been match of the night. Really was getting there. Yeah, they, they went, uh, well, about 15 minutes until the, the schmoz at the end. And it was all based around submissions, really. There was a, a few really good bank statements spots. Yeah. I loved it. Uh, and that there was so much tension between the two because you've got all that context and history to delve into. The crowd were into it. Lots of dueling chants. Sasha is is getting more and more boss-like every time she comes out. Yes. She's cocky, arrogant, just some great mannerisms. You yeah. forget how good a heel she is. I thought she was awesome in this match. It's been really nice to see Sasha back into a program and a feud that she can sink her teeth in, into and a character she can sink her teeth into and actually really show that off in ring then, which we haven't seen for a number of years now from, from Banks. And because Becky is, you know, very, very good at what she does, and she is an exceptionally great wrestler, that these two were having an excellent, excellent match. I was so into it. And then they had the ref bump. And I was like, I'm still massively into this match. Then they started brawling all over the concourse. And I'm like, I'm even more into the ma into this match now. Because they're brawling through the crowd. They go through the backstage area. She throws some mustard on her. Hmm. Riot squad return confirmed. All this sort of stuff. And they brawl back into the crowd. And I'm like, this is really cool. I can't wait to see where they go with this next. And then the commentators say, oh, by the way, this match has been thrown out. Uh, Becky was DQ'd for hitting the referee. Yeah. And, uh, and then I all of a sudden, the wind was taken out of ourselves. And be like... <sighs> Oh, oh, so we're not getting a finish then. But the live crowd didn't know that. They thought, like we had prior to that announcement, that the match was still going on. Mm. And I think it was only until when they got into the ring and the referee rolled out of the ring that the crowd picked up on, oh, we're not getting a finish here. Yeah, and then some officials ran down and stopped them from brawling. And then the crowd were like, uh, uh. and then the announcer said, Becky has lost this match via DQ. Still your women's, tag, uh, women's champion, Becky Lynch. And then the crowd like, ah, oh, boo. boo. So it was, it was, it was, it was lame. Yeah. I, and and because like, it doesn't do. They were trapped with, oh, we love Becky. She's the top star in the in the women's division. She's the front cover of Two K Twenty coming out next month. And various magazines and whatnot. And then on the other side, Sasha Banks. She's just returned. She's an awesome new heel character. She's got all this momentum right now. She needs to win also. So rather than just go, ah, they both need to win, let's just go with one or the other, which probably should have been Sasha to continue that momentum. I don't think Becky would have lost anything, especially if you have the screwy chair-based finish. Yeah. Then you've, you've still got a, a fun story that doesn't feel cheating. But what they went with instead is the flattened-out compromise sitting on the fence third way where Sasha wins but only because a DQ title stays on Becky. Rubbish. Rubbish. Uh, and it, yeah, it's, it's just going to flatten out Sasha. 
Yeah, and Becky, who has had a 2019 of being flattened out, mm. unfortunately. Uh, so, yeah, a, a real shame, uh, shoddily done, yeah. unfortunately. Uh, then we got, after all the momentum and excitement was taken out of the crowd by that finish, they were very into the match, but then the finish, they were just like, no, I'm done. We got Kofi Kingston versus Randy Orton, which was long. It was 20 minutes. We joked about in the live stream that we often get a bit of stick on this channel because we have said Randy Orton sometimes has very boring matches. He's quite known for having boring matches. And people get on to us for saying, Randy Orton's great. He's one of the all-time greats. He doesn't have boring matches. Then Randy Orton keeps having a series of boring matches. And people go like, oh, yeah, no, he does have boring matches. But then for some reason, whenever we say he has boring matches, people tell us we're wrong. Yeah. And this was yet another boring Randy Orton match. This was a match that would have taken place in WWE in 2005, 2006, when every other company around the world was doing really new, inventive, and exciting things. And there was this group of talent that were just completely changing the wrestling landscape. Differences now in 2019 is all of those talents are now working for WWE, and yet they're still putting out this boring Randy Orton match. And that's not to say Orton can't be amazing. He, he'd be so good. And slow and methodical can completely work. Mm. Yeah, like he's had great, like the last year alone, he has had some fantastic matches, mainly with AJ Styles. Oh, yeah. But this Kofi, Randy in-ring chemistry just isn't working, which is weird because they had a lot of it back, you know, 10 years ago. There's a lot of context there to build from, but it's not working. The crowd were bored. It was very quiet. We were bored. The, the live chat was bored. It's doing nothing for this feud. No. And... You know, look, God, I think this feud's over at this point, though. Kofi, Randy set up a punt. He hit an, a, a very good RKO from out of nowhere, obviously. And then he sets up a punt, but then Kofi hits the Trouble in Paradise for the win. So hopefully that is the end. But I'm worried they'll get a blow-off match at Hell in a Cell. Well, I suppose there's still the revival New Day aspect to it. So you could... Mm. I don't know. But yeah, it, it didn't really work for me. I don't think it was helped by the Becky-Sasha finish. No. They, the crowd weren't into it. As uh, Ollie was saying, the the Super Chats uh, weren't into it. The, the regular chats weren't into it. Discord went into it. Twitter wasn't into it. It just felt like no one was really into this match. And the crowd were only popping whenever a big move happened. Yeah. Uh, after that, we got the Street Profits doing their thing backstage. And they're promoting Chad Gable and Baron Corbin for the King of the Ring final on Raw. King Corbin. <coughs> and Gotta be King Corbin. Uh, Montez Ford starts singing The Lion King. Mm -hmm. And then they just go off in loads of Lion King puns. Yeah, he was talking about how uh, Rikishi would, would hold up the baby. And uh, Dawkins was like, it's not Rikishi, it's Rafiki. Yeah. Very, very good It was stuff. really good. Yeah. They, they, they must write their own stuff. It was they're very, very funny. funny. Uh, but the then Booker T walked in. Well, it wasn't Booker T. Yes. It was King Booker came in. And he just had, you know, the catchphrase verse in Popstar? <laughs> yeah. It was that, where Booker T just went from one catchphrase to another. Yeah. And it was fun. I was half expecting a Ron Simmons damn by the end of it. It was that catchphrase heavy. Mm. Uh, Angelo Dawkins. Is a horny man. Oh, that's his gimmick right now, is that he is a horn dog. Yeah, because, uh, you know, Booker T's talking, King Booker's talking, and Dawkins is only hearing, I can use this to pick up women. <laughs> then we got Rowan versus Roman. We've already discussed that. And then the main event was Seth Rollins versus Braun Strowman. 
a very Paul Heyman big move match. And it was fun for it. It's exactly what it needs to be. It needs to be a 10-minute explosive crash-bang-wallop what-a-video match. <laughs> and it was exactly that. And, I, and it really needed it after the Becky-Seth finish. Be- sorry, the Becky-Banks finish and the Kofi-Orton match, the crowd were picked back up by the Rowan-Roman match and the Luke Harper return. So they were really sort of like amped up again. And just what they needed to get like yeah. finished off was this big explosive 10-minute match. And it's the best way to book Braun matches, really. And yeah, it was wonderful for that. I thought it was great. There was a really good spot right out the gate where Seth comes in really hard, super kick, super kick, super kick, frog splash, Braun kick out at zero. Yeah. Not even a one count. It was a, it was a great sort of no sell. Uh, I'm a bit over the big man running into stuff spots. As you labelled it, uh, big man kryptonite. Yeah, it's like just running it, like running towards something and then the smaller person dodging out of the way. It's the only way that Rowan can be hurt, and it really is the only way that Braun can be hurt. And we just had it with Roman and Rowan multiple times, so that was a bit repetitive. Oh. Hello, sneeze. I'll, I'll finish up. Oh, uh, Braun, got yeah. a, Braun got a bit of a Felt bloody good. nose uh, at one point. Yeah. Um, and then like this is set up for this sort of like stomp uh, stomper mania where hit the stomp, Braun kicks out at one. Well, sorry, you are, if I can backtrack oh, please just do. slightly, because Seth Rollins teased a superplex Falcon Arrow spot on you Braun. You are completely right, yes. But Braun <laughs> stopped it and we we're like, ah, oh, we're not going to see a superplex on Braun. Because Braun had something better. Seth is down. Braun gets onto the top rope. He is wobbling. Oh, yeah. He has to have one foot on the rope and one on the turnbuckle. His shoes are too large to do the usual turnbuckle top rope stand. Mm -hmm. And he does just an aesthetically horrible splash. (laughs) But I loved it for it because that's his style. He's a big unit. He was just a fridge freezer launching itself in the air and yep. landing on Seth. Stiff as a board. <laughs> and, he did not, and he was not light as a feather. And he just crashed out onto Seth. It was remarkable. I loved it. It, yeah. it looked really, really oh, it was good. Wicked. Um, you know, you know, you know like when stuff looks rough and a bit off, but that makes it look better? I, that's what I really liked about this. Braun immediately sold the knee. That didn't play into the finish. Oh, it did play into the finish when he tried to get Seth up yeah. for the power slam. That sort of weakened him and Seth got out so that could maybe that was intentional but good sell job because I was like oh has he hurt his knee yeah totally uh, but yeah Stomper Mania Stomper Mania kick out a one so Seth is like well, go back to the well hit another one for two and then Seth is like ah I know how to set this up now I'm going to hit a pedigree the most powerful move in all of wrestling history the most protected move in the entire wrestling game well Judas Elbow mate no the pedigree is more protected than uh- uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe you're right actually yeah um and yeah then he hit a pedigree and another stomp and that's what put braun away so braun beating clean in the middle of the ring uh yeah he's uh, yet another loss for Strowman. i guess that's one way you could potentially bring him back in with bray a crisis of confidence i don't know yeah i'm not into it yeah neither am i but uh overall as we've already said some really good moments. Love the last two matches, but there was a lot of either bad, boring, or very harmful stuff on this show. So overall, I think we gave it a three out of five. Yeah, thumbs in the middle. I'm kind of leaning towards a low three out of five now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 2.5, a 2.4 out of five. I can go with that. 
be, uh, because I was off, off such a high with The Fiend and Luke Harper in the immediate aftermath. That's it. And I said this in the review. It's like it's, we often say it's how you leave them, folks. And this show did leave me with a smile on my face after the Harper uh, return and the, the Fiend attack. But actually, when you judge the pay-per-view as a whole, it was... It wasn't a fully limp cock, but it was it was a half mast. Yeah, yeah, you're going to experience some finishing issues. Yeah, it's like stuffing play doh. Yeah, it's just not pushing all, rope. It's not all the way there. Thumbing it in. Whiskey dick. <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> Got a bit of whiskey dick by the end. So let's see what you guys thought, and hopefully lots of cock jokes with <laughs> Randy Andy Datsun. Would you like the cock jokes first? Yeah, or I have, let's I have do a the, super run. I have the updated fan leaderboard, otherwise for... Oh, okay, um, yeah. I'll do cock jokes first, then we'll do the fan leaderboard. The Shower Lurker says, Roommate said it was too much cock for her last night. Hey, hey you talking about the pay-per-view? <laughs> DX Solo says the ending of Becky Sasha really caused the cock to chafe. Yes, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Marcus Roman says, "Woke up and tuned in. Ollie's talking about cocks. Since when did Wrestle Talk become so thirsty? Thirsty? We're just talking about Clash of Champions. Yes, That's an abbreviation. Yeah. Although I could do with a glass of water. Mm. Uh, Ryan B. Baskin is glory. King Chopper Whopper says, "Dark match for cock was Riley Reed beating five guys." <laughs> I didn't know WWE doing, doing intergender matches. Yeah. Why, why, you know? why is Riley Reed the the main? Because meme. Luke brings her up by name. <laughs> I don't know why. He's no, like, but I, I think I think it's quite me. common that she's just the, the the adult movie star to go to. Yeah, she's, uh, she's the, one of the most popular. Who, ones. who was the one before? Mia, Lisa Ran. Lisa Ran was the. I was yeah, going to say Mia Khalifa. Sort of the uh, the polar opposite, I guess, of Riley Reid. Not that I know any of these people, people are. are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kean Harvey says, "Hopefully, Chopper Pete enjoyed cock on his birthday." <laughs> I think he enjoys it every day. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Angel, or possibly Angel Torres, says, I don't think this is a joke, it's just a, get a dildo and slap a cock sticker on it. <laughs> or like a Clash of Champions sticker. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Could do. Um, Next year, maybe. Oh, I've managed to miss out who this is, but someone says, uh, can't wait for the pay-per-view follow-up to cock, playground under siege. Yes, I know kind of lame way to get that abbreviation, but hey, it's early. I mean, that says pus. Oh no! It's probably you could say pus another way. Yeah, yeah. We'll go on to the next one. Yeah, um, yeah Robert JJ says AW Sports Bay Show WWE Sports Entertain Cock. Yeah, Sports Entertain Cock. Um, should we do the quick uh, leaderboard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get the uh, Patreons. So the best of the best. There are four people who are top of the league on thirty points, which actually means that Laurie is second place wow. overall. Wow. Um, out of seven, out of eight hundred people, uh, let's. I will tell you exactly how many it is. It is seven hundred seventy-three oh. people. Um, so top is David C, Joel, one of my favourite names, Jushin Thunder Liga, nice, and Kreeth Krithian. Wow, so only four people on the top spot. Mm. Of course, the winner gets the Wrestle Talk Trophy emoji trophy sent to them. So. Exciting times. There's one person at the bottom, but I think they've only actually taken part in... I think they took part in All Out and got zero. Wow. wow. And that's it. So. That's meta. Yeah. But we will get on with the rest of the Super Chats. Uh, Tommy... Sorry, Terry Creech says, Was at cock last night. Venue was absolutely packed. 
final three matches were boring except Harper and Return, and Fiend was a legit horror movie. The kid beside me started crying and hiding his face. Oh, that's good to hear. I'm surprised you thought the Seth uh, Braun match was boring. Yeah. Oh, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, Randy Kofi was... Very boring. Very boring, but the last two were pretty fun. King Rasta says, It's good that Reigns lost to show that he's human. Yeah, I mean, it took two guys to, to defeat him. Yeah. But yeah, it's nice to see that happen. And, and Rowan looks really good coming out of it. So the big stars now are Rowan and Shane McMahon, who pinned him earlier <laughs> this year. Tim Arndt says, I can hear Sasha's thoughts now. To resign, they said. We'll put you back with Bailey, they said. Yeah, totally. Well, you know, the reports are she hasn't properly resigned. Like, uh, So we'll see. We'll see. Dwayne Cooley says, in terms of my statement last night with Charlotte and Turnbuckles, she, in kayfabe, knocked herself out at Money in the Bank this year when uh, Bailey cashed in. Yeah, right. I remember that now. We were trying to remember what the Turnbuckle Charlotte spot was. Thanks for clearing that up. Thank you. Sparks says, I can see Steph McMahon come out tonight and strip Lynch of the belt and give it to Banks or make a rematch tonight for the belt where the man drops it and starts a feud oh with Stephanie. Surely the idea would be to do... Becky and Banks inside Hell in a Cell. But announced by Stephanie. <laughs> yeah. All you need is some weaker tables so that Banks will actually go through mm, them this yeah, time. that's the problem, yeah. Uh, Dina Sisse says, I believe the revival of the first team in WWE history to become triple crown tag champions as an actual team. They've won NXT, Raw, and SmackDown titles together. Yeah, Chad Gable's won all of them, but with different people. Mm. But um, mm. yeah, Revival are the only actual oh, team. Congratulations, Revival. Mm. Uh, Omar Diaz says, Randy, Andy, that's in the best in the world. How are you? I'm very well, slightly groggy, but I'm, I'm all good. Thank you very much for asking. Timothy Beatty says, should the 24-7 title be defended inside Hell in a Cell? That, why not? Do you know what? I could be different. trying to climb a out. A 15-minute scramble inside Hell in a Cell. Whoever's got the title at the end, <laughs> that's your winner. That could be quite fun, yeah. Um, Brian Moore says the first super chat but has to ask am I the only one still in disbelief that Robert Roode has pinned the universal champion no because it's not really about that was it no. it was that would that felt like the least important thing in that match unfortunately yeah. about the hell in the cell 24/7 title thing you can actually do a lot of very safe hardcore spots with people falling off the cage onto everyone yeah because you can have so many people involved that's a good idea uh, B says Randy versus Kofi was a little boring. Yeah, a little yeah, boring. A little boring, yeah. Brian a little bit Hoyt, of the boring. <laughs> Brian Hoyt says, just wanted to say I called Luke last week on a super chat and I was right. The tactivism is great now. Prophets, Vikings, uh, Revival, Rudolph, great. Um, but they're not, like, Street Profits aren't competing. Viking Raiders aren't connecting with the crowd. Rudolph only became in existence four weeks ago. Who's the other team? Uh, Vikings? Viking Raiders. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, and as Gallows and Anderson as well. And Gallows and Anderson like have been not jobbed out, but completely flattened out over the last month. So I don't think you can say it's a very good tag division unless there are, you're trolling. There are good teams in there, but it is not a good tag division currently. Yeah, it's not been treated well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Fuji Gaming says, Hey guys, love your work. Any tips for streaming? Um, get moderators. Yeah, don't swear. He loves, he loves 23 says, hey guys, have a question. Do you guys believe, completely unrelated, but do you guys believe Moxley versus Suzuki will happen at Wrestle Kingdom? <gasps> oh, yeah, so, yeah, tasty. Because Moxley did challenge him. 
Or was it Suzuki that challenged Moxley? It was on... no, no, no. So there was a New Japan interview with Moxley, and he was like, "Oh, I really want to have a match with Suzuki to uh, test myself." Yeah. Oh, I'd love that. That'd be great. Yeah. yeah I wrestle so. Kingdom would be good. Yeah. I mean, I'm he's got to defend that US title. Quinton Whitfield says, "Will fancy booking ever come back?" Yeah, we'll deal like a yeah, but we're, we're so stretched as it is. Too many uh, shows. We we don't have the time, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, Esther Wink twenty three says, "Cock was awful. You guys were not." Cheers. Hashtag bubbly. A little bit of the bubbly. Well, thank you very much thank for watching. Uh, Ronce Rajen says, "So does Rowan still care about the planet?" Or oh. I'm not sure he ever did. Mm. Oh. I, think it was, I think it was all a front. <laughs> the Prodigy 58 says, in kayfabe, why are kendo sticks under the ring? Uh, they're, a, they're a really useful DIY tool for setting up rings. Yes, yeah, I, I don't know if anyone's actually put together uh, a wrestling ring before, but it's actually done with kendo sticks. They don't have screwdrivers mm -hmm. or Allen keys or anything like that. It's all done. All of the holes are designed to uh, for kendo sticks. They're made out of bamboo, so they're also yeah. used for like propping up plants and things like that. Exactly, yeah. 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 They're not hammers, you just... No. Yeah, you just... Absolutely, uh, yeah. Craig Dennis says, in the draft, do you split Kofi from Woods and E? No. No, because you need that big E heel to <laughs> uh, Ben Greenwood, who is the guy, I don't even remember, at um, Double or Nothing, who did the late predictions. Mm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, what if Braun led Harper and Rowan to try and beat The Fiend? We talked about that earlier. Another person commented that. It's... Uh, I don't like it, uh, especially Rowan saying he's the mastermind. It's it's very inconsistent. I yeah. think you're trying to fit square pegs in very appealing round holes. Yeah. Kevin says, I think if Becky Sasha match ended in a DQ straight after Lynch hit the ref, then we have the big brawl after the match with officials running all around the arena. It would have been more entertaining. Yes, I agree. It yeah. would have certainly mitigated some of that confusion and fizzling outness. It was a yeah. terrible ref bump as well because he went completely limp about five seconds he before dead. he got hit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Scorp18 is elite says, proud pledge hammer here. I think Renee Young was horny because she kept saying how hot Nikki Cross was. It was oh, because I guess Mandy had said that Nikki was ugly. Huh. Uh, hmm. Sam Honey says... Could WE put Renee on NXT to compete with Mox? Oh, like putting the, yeah. the, the husband and wife up against each other. Well, I mean, Britt Baker and Adam Cole are going to be going up against yeah. each other. Mm. In the bedroom. <coughs> um, Fritz 11 TFK 7... No, 20, sorry, 21 TFK 777 says, New Day Revival match confused me. Commentators told story of Biggie making a comeback and New Day beating Revival due to them wasting time. Yeah, well, that, that, that ending just really didn't work. For me, anyway, I don't think it really worked. Yeah, the way Corey set up that heel commentary at the end, it was like, oh, the revival, uh, yeah, the Big E's going to recover mm -hmm. and come back. But that, that was part of the, the confusion. You're right about the commentary being one of the main problems with that bit. Marcus Roman says, I shouted flying whale when Braun did the splash. <laughs> I, uh, I liked Michael Cole's circle where he called him a flying bus because mm. he did take the shape of a bus so yeah. <laughs> when he did it. Uh, Sean Turner says, what is a dark age of WWE in the modern era? Brock and Jinder as champs? Baron's mid-card of evil saga? Omnishane WWE reign? Or wildcard rules? I mean, they're all, they're all pretty bleak. Yeah. Uh, but, like, the worst time in WWE? 
Yeah, it was I probably think it, sometime this year. It would have been yeah, Omnishane wasn't great. Um and it would have been worse if it Omnishane had won the title. Raw twenty five ish time. Well, it's not really a dark time. It's just, it was a bad show. Yeah, because you had Braun, sorry, Baron on Raw and and Shane on SmackDown. It yeah. just, it, yeah, it really suffocated everything for months. And Nate dropped surname says, "How could you possibly give up on Cedric after that enthralling mystery janitor story he had? <laughs> he was clearly primed for a mega push then. Lol, I'd have loved it, Luke, if he'd done that same at the end of this match. As yeah, well. just stood up and go like, <laughs> oh, got him." Oh. <laughs> Um, and lastly is King Rasta who says, didn't the revival A, A leave? Didn't the revival A leave for AEW? So of course they won. I think Where what he's asking are the Us- Usos and can we have a heavy machinery versus the revival? Yeah, I think what he's asking is the revival were one of the reported teams to have wanted to leave Maybe WWE. Maybe they asked to leave, possibly. Yeah. yeah, I think they were. They, I'm not sure if they asked for their request, but they were sort of waiting out for their contracts to go. Um, so yeah, I don't believe they've asked for their request recently. To I don't think that explains them winning the belts. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd like to see some more heavy machinery on, on TV. I really enjoyed that match that on SmackDown. Who took it? <laughs> uh, right, so that's all we've got time for today. Thank you ever so oh, much, sorry. everybody. He also asked, where's the Usos? Um, I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah, they've they been punished for being arrested, I think. That oh, yeah, that idea. makes sense. Yeah. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.